Hey guys, welcome to Girl Meets Show, the relationships podcast for people in a relationship with TV. I'm Jordan. And I'm Taylor. We will be talking about some pretty terrifying and spooky things today. Um, one of which is the HBO series. I was going to say mini series, but it's not mini and it's still going, I guess. But The Vow, um, which is the docu-series that covers Nexium. Um, Pretty spooky stuff. And then we also both watched the new HBO Max version of The Witches. So also Halloween appropriate and yeah, it'll be a spectacular episode. It's going to be monstrously good. <laughs> <laughs> wow, we're too good at this. I love I love uh Halloween adjectives. <laughs> <laughs> um but first, TV news. Um <laughs> Another spooky bit of news. I can only really say spooky, apparently, but I like that word. We only get to use it so many times a year, you know? Exactly. Quibi. Bye-bye. <laughs> Here lies Quibi. <laughs> kind of um, sad for them. and But honestly, mostly just hilarious. I know. It's... Yeah, it's it's weird. It's... It is sad for, like, all the people involved because they had, like, 50 gazillion people involved. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is interesting, too, because it's, like, obviously it was affected by COVID. But, like, would it have even really lasted that much longer in a non-COVID year? Like, I don't really don't. I really don't know. I don't think so. I don't think so. It was always just more of a punchline than, like, an actual content, legitimate content provider, you know? Yeah. But, yeah, pretty wild. Very wild. Spooky week for Quibi. Who is the ghost of Quibi going to (laughs) haunt? I guess Katzenberg, but maybe other people, too. (laughs) Anna Kendrick. (laughs) Just not Adam or Pawn, please. No, please. Gosh. The one thing they did right. Which, I mean, speaking of Adam or Pawn. Exciting news. What a segue. Um... Adam Rapon is going to produce a figure skating comedy series at NBC. And couldn't be more excited as the two of the reigning members of the Adam Rapon fan club. Mm-hmm. Wow. We're stoked. Very excited about it. Something else I saw is that... Um, have we already heard about this? I cannot remember. But Danielle Kalua is developing a live action Barney film. Oh yeah. Um I know that all these new stories are out being like, remember that he said that? <laughs> <laughs> like those are like some of the headlines. And they're like, it's real. It's real. <laughs> and they say it's gonna be like scary. <laughs> like a dark Barney adaptation or something i i haven't honestly looked into it that much because i've just kind of had a question mark over my head and haven't really yeah i haven't read it either i just have it bookmarked but it's real it's real it's been confirmed something i've been talking a lot about this week with taylor and 
other fellow Felicity heads. Um, another amazing addition to the U season three cast is Scott Speedman, who is someone that if you're a Felicity Stan, you're kind of like always shouting like justice for Scott Speedman. Where is he? He's hardly in anything and he's so good and hot. And now he's going to be in you, which is just crazy news. But they really, really knew what to do to keep me watching that show. (laughs) They really know. Yeah. And shout out to the few and far between uh, Ben Covington heads who uh, heard my call on Twitter and got excited with me. <laughs> I was you were the real very one. Impressed. I was. I was happy to see that you had other fans. So yeah, job. it's like uh, Tobias. Like there are dozens of us. Dozens. <laughs> <laughs> I know Jenny Slate is a is a Covington head too. She didn't respond to that tweet yet, but oh, she's coming. She's probably excited. Yeah. Um, something I'm sure that you have bookmarked, and if not, I would be shocked. Um, is Clea Duvall? Clea Duvall is uh working on a coming of age comedy series based on Tegan and Sarah's memoir with Tegan and Sarah. Yes, I saw that, and wow, very Little- cool. Very, very cool. Three LGBTQ pure icons, artists, like, look at all that talent. That's going to be amazing. Yeah, I think it'll be great. Um, What, does it say anything about channel? I didn't, I didn't research it as much. The only thing I've read is that IMDB has put it into development. So I don't even oh. know what that means. Me neither. Interesting. Um, that's funny because I had a different Clea Duvall, uh, news marked as well. It's, um, she is, Clea Duvall is directing a queer Christmas rom-com starring Kristen Stewart and, um, uh, Mackenzie Davis, who's like in, um, San Junipero Black Mirror Mm -hmm. is what I know her best from. Um, and it's, was going to theaters, but now it's going to debut on Hulu. And it's called Happiest Season. And is that, I think Dan Levy is in that. Yeah, I feel like that's one of those, like a trailer or teaser or something dropped. And it was like a lot of our friends were in it. Yeah. Um, Allison Brie is, I'm looking at the article again. So it's like Allison Brie, Dan Levy, Aubrey Plaza, um, amongst a bunch of others. But those are three of our best friends. So Great. we're pretty excited. Yeah. We were We were in no matter what, but. Yeah, but um, yeah, I mean, like, I'm exciting. I'm very sad that the theaters are closed um, or mostly closed and it's just so different now. But it is really convenient to watch all these new movies on streaming. Truly. But something I always think about is would I have liked this better if I would have, like, gone to the movie theater and paid money to see it? Mm-hmm. Something I enjoy thinking about and I have a hard time usually deciding like a like firm yes or no yeah that's a great point and sometimes it might it might be opposite like maybe I would have been mad that I paid to see it yeah maybe I would I don't know it just kind of or like would this have been a better experience on the giant screen like Mm -hmm. yeah it's a lot to think about truly 
Um, speaking of Dan Levy, um, he signed a three-year overall deal with Disney's ABC Studios. So don't know entirely what that means, but excited for that. And yes. Wow. Good things happening to good people. Yeah. Um, my last piece of news is short and sweet. Um, Apple TV Plus has now has all the rights to all the Charlie Brown holiday specials. Oh, is that why? Um, I saw it trending on Twitter that it wouldn't be um, shown on like cable TV this year, and is like the holiday specials, and is that why? I think so. Yeah. Which is funny because, like, I have never really been able to watch them because I don't have regular channels. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of like, oh, cool. But, like, I'm one- how many people have Apple TV Plus? <laughs> well, some people have it and don't realize they have it. But, yeah, I didn't think about that. The people that kind of rely on them being just on regular TV. Yeah, interesting. Um, Great to know. That answered my question. I had seen that and wondered that and didn't look into getting an answer. So thank you for answering that. You're welcome. My last piece of news is, uh, I don't know if you have been following, but Z way, uh, is a comedian who has been hosting, um, Instagram lives, uh, and has had the guests, guests like Caroline Conway, um, I'm trying to think of who else she's had. Um, but she mostly talks about um, race. Oh, she had P- Patty Harrison on. Any- oh, Alyssa Milano. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. I'm not familiar with Z-Way. Um, anyway, her interviews have been very interesting and funny. And um, it was announced that she Showtime has ordered a variety series. Um, and so more interviews will be coming and I'm really excited for her because I think that will be great. And she was just kind of wanting her own show, I think. So I think it will be very fascinating and great. Well, and look, she's making it happen. Truly. That's inspiring. And yeah, if you're not following her on Instagram or Twitter, you should check her out because She's very, really funny and posts very insightful, great content. Okay, awesome. I'm going following her right now. Um, that actually reminds me. Did you say her show is going on Showtime or Stars? Showtime. Because something I don't know if we talked about it on here. I do not remember. But that Showtime reminds me of Stars because they're two premium platforms I don't have, <laughs> and that reminds me about Stars. Their own Nexium series is dropping. Yes. All about um, one of the members slash victims, India. What the heck is her last name Oxenberg? again? Oxenberg. Oxenberg. Yes. Who, in the vow, as far as we know, currently where the season one ends up, she is currently not out of the cult yet. Mm-hmm. So now she's doing like a tell-all show with stars called Seduced. And people are saying... It's better, which I'm like, oh, not all the episodes, not all the episodes have dropped yet. So no, I think, I think just the first two so far mm-hmm. or something. Yeah. 
So interesting though. Hmm, we'll have to figure out how to get into stars. I know, like I can't remember if I've used my free trial for them yet or not. Me neither. So we'll research that. Okay. Well, great news. Per use. For our top three, we are sticking with the Halloween theme since we both love Halloween. And as there's not much to do this year, we are going to definitely do it, do Halloween as big as we can in the ways that we can, which is a top three. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's so depressing, but oh, well, it's fine. Um... So we decided to rank our top three, um, our dream TV-inspired Halloween costumes. So money's not an option. Possibilities are endless. We can hire um, a makeup team, like Heidi Klum-style Halloween costumes. Yes. Okay, what is your number three? My number three... <clears throat> I picked that wouldn't it be amazing to be Christine from Selling Sunset <gasps> in her rainbow fur coat. <laughs> oh my gosh. You're hair extensions genius. hair extensions included because money's no object and yeah. It would be a showstopper. Wow. Now I'm like, should I be that for Halloween? I couldn't do it justice since I don't have the money, but wow. Good I brilliant idea. Thank you very much. Should I? Should you be Christine and I'll be one of the twins? <laughs> <laughs> well, that, I'm shorter than you, so that wouldn't work. <laughs> You'd be wearing gigantic heels, though. That's true. That's true. Um, okay, my number three is Emily in Paris. <laughs> well, which Emily? Which outfit? I mean, great question. The one that the bucket hat would be iconic. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I mean, honestly, pick. There's there's so many iconic options. Maybe it's I genius. should just be Emily in Paris's bucket hat and not even necessarily <laughs> be Emily. <laughs> I mean, if if like it's a dream costume, you could really get like a human sized gigantic bucket hat. Exactly. <sighs> I love it so much. Thank you. Okay, my number two is one of my favorite TV outfits of all time. It is Elliot in Search Party. It's when he's wearing an outfit and every single thing just says no a million (laughs) times on it. It's a hat, a top, the pants matching. The whole thing matches and it just says no a zillion times. (laughs) And it's a mood. It's a look. It is... You could Iconic. wear that around once you got it. Yeah, it's true. It would be a, it would become a uniform for me. Mm-hmm. Especially, it's just like read read me, and <laughs> you'll get your answer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. I'd also this isn't on my list because I forgot about that iconic look, but also the pink floor tracksuit. Yeah, another great one. <laughs> that one. I mean. It's honestly impossible to choose between those two looks. I know. That I'm would be stupid. such a funny costume. The velour. I would too. love it. Oh my gosh. I mean, that's the thing. Now it's like you have a year to come up with like 
a really great costume that more it's people true. will see. That's very true. Oh my gosh, that'd be recruit so recruit more funny. people to watch Search Party now so that we can so people would understand what we were. Exactly. Yes. Okay, my number two is the hot priest. Wow. Amazing. <laughs> I just I wish I could figure out I could probably I don't know. I just need a really beautiful priest outfit and I could do it. Totally. And some hair and makeup to help me with the looking like more of a male. Yes. And, and you know, it should, you, <laughs> <laughs> you should also get like a little fox toy. Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> Carry it around with you. <sighs> mm. I, I should have actually said the fox, not even necessarily the hot priest, just the fox. <laughs> But then you have to spend your Halloween telling everyone, like, oh, have you ever seen Fleabag? Oh, I'm not just a regular fox. No, I'm not the Dora Explorer fox. No, I'm not have Robin you ever Hood. Seen Fleabag? <laughs> You're the dumb one for not understanding my costume. <laughs> we learned the hard way last year when Jordan and I both dressed up as um, Logan and uh, Kendall Roy. Kendall. Because no one in our office, I, maybe it was worth it for like the three people who understood, but the rest mm-hmm. of the day it was like, wait, who are you? Yeah. What are you? And some more people have watched it since then. Well, probably like one or two more people have watched it. And then they were like, oh, now I get your Halloween costume. Yeah. And they apologized. Yeah. It was really good. <laughs> and sucks to be you to not have known it in the moment, but it was still worth it. Yeah, it's always worth it for the few. So, yeah. no regrets. Yeah. <clears throat> okay, my number one is something that I have wanted to be for Halloween for a long time. And a lot of people want to be this character. But the problem is that it always looks really homemade. And it is, I've never seen one that looks really good. And in this scenario I could finally have the perfect exact costume and that's Xenon <laughs> you know as in Xenon <laughs> the 21st ever. century <laughs> <laughs> like it's it would be an, the best costume ever but I really only see kind of crappy versions and I want to wear I want to look like I was really in the movie which is so funny because like in the movie she makes her iconic looks out of garbage yeah so, like, why can't anyone recreate it? It's just, like, it always ends up... I mean, now I guess it's easier to find, like, um, those, like, full-body, like, spandex suits yeah. that are kind of the right material. But it's just, like, everything's just a little off. And Well, and I feel like the tailoring on Xenon's outfits is just, like, impeccable. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I would, I would obviously have, like... A replica of the protozoa doll she Obviously. makes like it would be like basically props from the movie i would love to go as protozoa and have that hair <laughs> <laughs> i mean you should be writing all these ideas down for real this podcast yeah, <laughs> yeah. <sighs> great great thought love it thank you um, my number one is Moira Rose, specifically in the finale of Schitt's Creek. 
Um, I know you haven't watched it yet, have you, Jordan? I have. Well, you have. Because they're all on Netflix. Okay, great. I just didn't know if you had finished it. I did. Um, great news. Yes, the wedding look. Mm-hmm. I mean, I had, I had seen that before I watched it yeah, too. Yeah, like it was so how... iconic. I had already tweeted about it, so I'm sure well, you've seen yeah. it in a lot of places. Yeah, but yeah, it was it was really um, it's heart stopping. Yeah, <laughs> like, I'd love it's... to have that floor length hair for a day. <laughs> yes. That would oh my gosh, because that is another thing where it's like trying to recreate that yourself. It would be funny, but like you want to have the look exactly. So I think I could start out one year being the hot priest, and then I can just build on that same outfit the next year when I have even more money for all mm-hmm. the hair. Mm-hmm. It's perfect. So that's my two-year Halloween plan. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. You know how I feel about costumes. I feel like it's always worth it to take it that seriously. Yeah, it's true. I know you do. I can always count on you for Halloween support. That is something I'm always here for. <laughs> it's true. Um, okay, The Witches. Um, it's the remake from the Raw Doll original what was that was that like a theatrical release the old version of the witches mm-hmm. okay yeah um i don't think i ever saw it in theaters as a child but i definitely watched that movie probably once a week for a good chunk of my childhood oh, really i well so it, it came out in 1990 so i for sure was way too little to go and see it in the theater i would have been mm-hmm. two. Oh yeah i wasn't even born so that makes sense yeah in theater <laughs> um i only saw i'm i think i've only seen that once in my life and it was when i was probably like six. Oh and wow it traumatized me maybe no no because i yeah i would have been no more than seven um traumatized me but i also but then i read the book and i actually really liked the book even though the book was also scary Mm -hmm. but yeah i vividly remember watching the movie i guess um i guess i made an assumption that like every child (laughs) was obsessed with this movie but also i was talking to a friend about it and i think that this is probably why i am kind of a I'm kind of like a psychopath in my mind. <laughs> like it all is starting to make sense. It's because I watch The Witches every day. Yeah, if you if that is the movie that you're obsessed with as a little kid and want to watch <laughs> over and over, it says a lot about me. That's dark. Yes. Ugh, I know. Anyway, I haven't watched it in a long time, so I kind of wished I would have watched it again to compare them. Me too. I wanted to see how creeped out it was as an adult. If you're, if it's something you watch and you're like, wow, that's way too much for kids. Mm-hmm. Or if you're kind of like, oh, that was an overreaction. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to say. I'm like looking at pictures right now and I'm like, no, it still looks pretty traumatizing. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I was kind of reading about the movie and it's like the director was like a horror director, mm-hmm. apparently. Um, 
And it's also like every time there's a list, like a BuzzFeed list about like the scariest movies that we watched as kids, that was always on there. So it's like, it wasn't just me. I think you're definitely in the minority of kids who like watched it for fun. (laughs) I think most other kids watched it and like had nightmares. Yeah. (laughs) Makes sense. Um, anyway, so I was kind of excited to watch the new one and I mean, it was fine. It wasn't, um, it didn't slap the way I was hoping it would, Mm -hmm. but I do feel like it was pretty still like still a little scary for children. Yeah, I, um, I agree. I didn't. I felt like I was I was like there's not much here for me. Like it is it did feel like a kids movie, but I our family probably wouldn't have been able to watch it because my sister was like scared of everything we ever that was even remotely scary and mm-hmm. so that would have been way too much for her. Um I think a lot because like the things I I that were memorable to me were like I was like I don't think the, the effects are very good. Yeah, like they but, were really distracting. Yeah, they looked really dumb a lot of the time, but the ones that, like, the effects were still very gross. Mm-hmm. Um, like, the hands on the mouths. <laughs> the mouths were especially dis- were they disgusting. Were dis- they were disgusting. And felt, like, very unnecessary. Yeah, it was weird. And so, I, yeah, it was one of those weird things where I was like, this is like I'm repulsed by this but it also doesn't look like good or real at all. Mm-hmm. Um I did I did think that they did they added some like fun little things. Like I really I actually did enjoy like how the arms would like stretch. I liked the really long arm portions. <laughs> <laughs> but I had no I'm opinion. <laughs> It was neither neither a pro nor a con. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was no just like there. interesting. <laughs> um, yeah, there. W- I'm just remembering some of the visuals, and I was just like, that looked pretty bad. <laughs> Especially because in the the 1990 movie, it was all like practical effects. That it was also looked very gross, but I feel like it didn't. I mean, again, I really need to watch it again because, mm-hmm. but I feel like it was extra scary because it looked very real, real because it was like actual prosthetics and like a disgusting head. Yeah. And wasn't of... like poofs of purple flying throughout oh the air. Oh my gosh. No. Or like um, when she's smelling on the, that like podium, I was mm-hmm. like, no, <laughs> don't do that. Yeah. Um, and another problem I had is that, like, one of the characters, Bruno, they just, like, really leaned into the classic chubby kid. Like, of course he's going to be slow, a slow mouse, because he's chubby, and of course Mm -hmm. he can't, um, do anything without getting hungry and, like, getting distracted by food. And he's stupid and they can fool him just by telling him he'll get chocolate. Yes. That was probably my biggest problem. Like, can we just be done with that? Please and thank you, Hollywood. I, I don't we'll have a lot of commentary about this, but there are a lot of articles talking about different 
problematic things that maybe in the witches that I had never known about or even known about Roald Dahl that he like was a proud anti-Semite and and like kind of the parallels to anti-Semitism and specifically the witches and I was kind of like wow never heard any of this dark that sucks but and so it's like and so a lot of the things I was reading because I wanted to see how how are people feeling about this movie like are they just kind of meh about it like I am you know and some of them were saying like it's interesting that they were trying to kind of like update this to be like set in Alabama and like have the protagonist be like a black family but then like leave stuff like really dated stuff like that in was weird and so it's like kind of odd lazy choices to um like change some aspects and then like leave like stuff like that that feels very 90s humor totally yeah that's a great point but yeah those kind of articles i don't i don't know there's like i think a ton of things to research about the anti-semitism aspects of things but it's really interesting um highly recommend looking it up even though it's like i loved raw doll as a kid but i was kind of like oh yikes that's really sad. That's very unfortunate and sad. Yes. And bad. Very bad. Um, My only other things that I would even really add to say about it, because I really didn't know. I was like, maybe kids would like this. I genuinely don't know. Um, But I was like, Anne Hathaway definitely was really having fun. Mm-hmm. And I have to give her props for that. Um. And also, okay, <laughs> I don't really know or care if this is a spoiler. Kristen Chenoweth is in this. <laughs> and, like, w- that didn't make any sense because I felt like she was, she was the voice of an animated character that I couldn't tell if she was, like, currently supposed to be a kid, like a little kid, or not. Like, it was very weird. Yeah, it was very weird. We were like... But- is that Kristen Chenoweth? And we, then we looked up, we're like, it is. Okay. Maybe she was supposed to have been turned like a long time ago. Like Octavia Spencer's friend from her childhood or something. Mm-hmm. But they didn't explain that. All I heard was her saying, I'm seven. So <laughs> <laughs> that's what I was going off of. And I didn't really need to like extrapolate too much for like, this backstory of this character Mm -hmm. and so but it was really weird (laughs) yeah yeah and i would say the ending was pretty anticlimactic Mm -hmm. except i really loved the um scrapbook rack no the rat roller coaster oh yeah that was fun the roller coaster was amazing I thought you were going to say the postcards and scrapbook of Octavia Spencer. <laughs> Hanging I mean, out with the mice. Funny. I was like, wow, this is some weird. <laughs> but I'm laughing. Um, well, we just couldn't stop laughing about thinking about Octavia Spencer mostly having to do so much acting by herself and just like talking to no one. Yeah. And dancing. Dancing alone. and like holding out her hand, talking to nothing, and like holding up <laughs> the best part was when she like holds up the mouse to like cuddle her face. <laughs> it's pretty fun to watch when you're thinking about it like that. I mean, she has an Oscar. <laughs> but I also what? could not stop thinking about the movie Ma. 
<laughs> which I never saw. Oh, and you need to watch it just for the I, jokes. I um I love a good ma joke even without seeing it. So I know if I watch it, I will feel even better about them. But yeah, it's like you know, kudos to her because she just she could do well. I mean, that's assuming a lot that she like gets offered good roles and stuff. But like, she has fun doing these movies. She's she makes some of the best ma jokes. Mm-hmm. She does. So yeah, I I feel like Anne Hathaway and Octavia Spencer. They were they really were there for this and they didn't half ass it in my no. opinion. Um Stanley Tucci was hardly in it so I'm not going to reward him as much as them. Mm-hmm. But it was just it was odd. Yeah. And it mostly just felt a little boring. Yeah. I fell asleep at the beginning and had to rewind some of it and I was like, "Oh, no." Yeah, the beginning was especially slow. Yeah. So, so- I'm sad, but it is what it is. Yeah. Was that supposed to go to theaters? Yeah, I think so. I think so, too. And then it got... And then they decided to just drop it on HBO Max. Mm-hmm. Which... That's that's one I would, I'm glad I didn't pay for. Yeah, I feel like maybe they, it was good a good move for the movie because I don't... I feel like it would not have gotten very good reviews. reviews. No. Um. Okay. Well, that's that. That's that that's, on the witches. That's that on the witches. Um. Now on to the vow. I guess that's our our link between the two: the witches and the vow. <laughs> I mean, you could kind of. They both start with the. Yeah. Exactly. And they also um. Center around like a power hungry evil person. Yeah, I guess. It's perfect. The witches are kind of in a little witch cult. Yeah. Um, want to explain the premise of the vow? Um, yeah, I'd love to. Um, so the vow is it's a docu-series like Taylor said, and it's all about this cult that is very recent. Sometimes, like, they would say the years, and I was like, oh my gosh, like, that was, like, two or three years ago. It's just from the last, like, it became in the news only a few years ago. It's called, the cult's called Nexium, and it started getting in the headlines. I heard, first heard about it because they were, like, the actress Allison Mack was a sex trafficker in a sex cult. Mm-hmm. And I was like, excuse me? Um, so there was actually a lot, that was kind of the extent of my knowledge of it, um, before I started the vow and, um, but it basically, it's nine episodes long and it goes through primarily centers on people who have, who left Nexium and are now trying to expose, um, this cult, um, and all of the secrecy and the sex trafficking involved in it and trying to like get more people to leave basically um and expose the leader whose name is Keith Raniere expose him for what he really is which is like a disgusting evil villain criminal correct yeah great job i didn't know much about it either until um what's her name was arrested and it like made news headlines that 
the girl from Supernatural was arrested for a sex cult. And that oh, was was she in Supernatural? Is that what it I don't know. What Smallville. Smallville. They're the same thing to me. And <laughs> well, one's Superman, one is who knows what. And she's also in Honey We Shrunk Ourselves. Oh, I which forgot about that. I watched a lot as a kid. I yeah, loved that movie. So did I. I thought she was the shit. And now that's unfortunate. She's really evil. I totally forgot about that. She was in that. Yeah, and I actually feel like I take that personally because I really, I know a lot of people love her from Smallville. Mm-hmm. I didn't watch that. I watched a little bit of Smallville, but what I watched way more was Honey, We Shrunk Ourselves. And yeah, yeah, so kind of a personal betrayal. Wild. Um. So yeah, I didn't know much about it either. Um. So I went into watching this pretty blind, and. I, I guess I'll say my overall feelings was it was very long. Um, I didn't think the episodes needed to be as long as they were, or they didn't need to have as many episodes as they had. Um, they were nine one-hour episodes. And um, I also felt like they focused on the more boring aspects and like the um like the i don't like the most bo- like the most boring parts of like the i don't even like saying i don't know they they focused on a lot of the boring stuff to me like are you talking about like kind of the self help yes. seminars they would do yes. to, okay like those portions it's hard cuz like were are those portions also a cult of their own i don't know how to well I would I would say yes. Well, that's what's interesting is that I didn't realize that the sex cult part of Nexium was like a secret to a lot of the members. Mm-hmm. It was like kind of this like deep dark subset that was for like them, like a further manipulation. Once they were like, "Oh, we really have got our claws in you. Like we can make you do anything." Basically, mm-hmm. I think that they definitely are all connected because that is where it all started. Of like, yeah. The brainwashing, because it is, I mean, and that I think, I feel like Nexium was pretty standard as far as cults go, where it's like people that are really wanting some direction in their lives, they find this, like, kind of these, like, seminars where they have all these aha moments, and then it just leads them down this path where they're like, well, they helped me become a better person. I owe them my life and, like, all this stuff. Yeah, you're right. Um, Especially because, like, um, it was kind of, like, a weird um, timeline. Because, like, it's some of the last episodes where they show the footage from, like, the men's and women's groups that they mm-hmm. had. And that stuff was, like, not a secret to people. And so it's, like, those were very um, psychologically and emotionally abusive especially to women Mm -hmm. and that was still like out in the open like that wasn't as secret as like the actual quote like the vow that's the name that the vow is what they called the sex cult part of it Mm -hmm. and that was a secret to a lot of people but like those men's and women's awful groups were not a secret so I feel like it is all connected it is all cult yeah and like even like the volleyball thing 
I feel like they like Ugh. dropped in the volleyball thing without it sounding weird at all. But I was like, no, this is weird. Why are you playing volleyball? Why are you playing volleyball from like 11 p.m. to 4 a.m.? Yeah, like I needed or longer. That, I needed that kind of information, but it was like, oh, and they played volleyball, and that's how they would get close to Keith. And I'm like, <laughs> uh, rewind. Let's talk about that more. I don't really care about your sashes. Like, I want to know about volleyball. <laughs> I didn't find all the self-help stuff to be, I mean, it should have been cut in at least half. But I was like, I still like hearing that process of, like, how you even get someone to yeah. the end result of how deep they are into this. Yeah. But, yeah, they really should have, there just needed to be more balance between like how much what percentage of are we going to talk about this what percentage are Mm -hmm. we going to talk about this like how much percentage of like all the backstories of every single person involved do we really need like maybe just give us the highlights Mm -hmm. yeah i agree but yeah i still overall i still found it interesting and i um didn't hate it I just wish they would have shifted their focus like you kind of just mentioned. Yeah, I think um, I'm seeing a lot of people online who've like hated. Hey, they I feel like they were more hate watching it. Um, Just from like the tweets and stuff, reviews that I've seen kind of like that were people that were watching it like as it was live mm-hmm. week to week. They were kind of like hate watching it. And I was like, I definitely I think I liked it and was definitely like into the series more than I wasn't into it Mm -hmm. it wasn't perfect or like at all like we talked about but I was expecting kind of to hate it even more but maybe that kind of like helped my expectations because I saw all these people that were like this sucks why am I watching it yeah that's interesting and it's surprising that so many people are like hating on it because I feel like with documentaries specifically, people have a hard time um, usually determining like what makes a good documentary. They're just like, oh, if this is an interesting subject, this is interesting. Um, so it's actually surprising to me that so many people are hating on it because I feel like it's rare for people to not like documentaries with interesting subjects just because it's interesting. Um, so maybe that means more people are criti- being like more critically critically thinking about documentaries but then again I didn't really hate it so I my that point is a little bit not making sense (laughs) no that makes sense I feel like in the past when we've talked about some documentaries like um the one about Theranos Mm -hmm. we were kind of like this was like it's an interesting subject but some of these episodes were really bad and boring So I guess what I'm saying is, like, we're good and everyone else is bad. (laughs) (laughs) Great point. Um, Great point. Yes. Thank you. But I am, it's like, I am still intrigued enough to watch. I'm, like, not burned out enough on it to not watch that Stars one. Mm -hmm. Um, And to see, like, and I wasn't, um, so you, Taylor finished it before I did. And she was like, the last episode's very frustrating. And you were very right. It was kind of like, okay, TikTok, TikTok. Like, we've heard all this stuff before. When are you going to give me an update? Yeah, like, they started talking about 
in the last episode, they'd started talking about things that I felt like they should have started talking about in like the first or second episode, which was weird. Yeah, it was strange. Um, And it's like in real life, we know that there's a a trial currently going on. Mm -hmm. That's how we all found out about Nexium. So it's like when Keith gets arrested, that was not really like a shock or like the jinx style shock where it's like oh my gosh that's an insane moment they caught on camera it's like this was just kind of like yeah i know like now i want you to talk about the trial but yeah and like i even wanted them to talk about how they found keith and how they were getting those photos of him like walking the streets of mexico and like how did they get those they never really explain them. They're just like, look at these crazy pictures. Hmm. That's a really good point. Um, like, they, they would say that, like, the FBI is, like, involved, question mm-hmm. mark. But, like, I don't, I didn't know what that meant. Maybe yeah. there was only so much they could talk about, but they could show those pictures. Yeah. So, hmm. Another thing that I think was mentioned on the finale, um... That's just like another example of something that I thought was really interesting that I wish they would have focused on more in the earlier episodes Um, was were things like how Keith would like ask Bonnie to go on walks at like 3 a.m. to like test her. I felt like that was like a great example of why Keith is a bad dude. And like I felt like the first like six or seven episodes were lacking in that like they would show that like Keith was weird and would say like off-putting things but it was rare to see like why Keith is bad and Mm -hmm. so there were like moments like that that they kind of just like dropped a little sprinkle and it's like wait no that's why Keith is bad and I wish we would focus more on that yeah I feel like you honestly they could have improved a lot not even adding content just shifting things around a bit yeah like having it be more chronological or like kind of like the audience is on a similar path as like a nexium member where it's kind of like they start you off with like the self-help stuff and then it's like moving into those like men's and women's classes or whatever where Mm -hmm. keith is like yelling like this is why men hate women because blah 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 And then you're kind of like, wait, ew. And then getting into like testing these men's wives that are in the group. Mm -hmm. And then like the – because that kind of ties in with like the punishments that the women would like do to themselves, which then it all builds up into the like sex cult part of it. Mm -hmm. And so it's like – I don't know. I feel like that would even made – it was like all this really crazy shocking information. But I feel like maybe that – if the in that order – it would have like felt even more impactful maybe yeah i don't know i don't know either i guess i i'm no mark vicente <laughs> <laughs> well that adds to my another thing i wish that they would have explained a little bit more because they have all this access to so much footage and i'm pretty sure that it's because mark was going to be creating a documentary for Nexium. But like that isn't really ever explained that much. Like why do they have the footage that they have and like how are they allowed to use it now um for this new purpose? Um I kind of wish that that would 
would have been explained a little bit better too. Yeah, I agree. Because there were sometimes it's like part of the benefit or like what's the word? I don't know what word I'm looking for, but part of like the advantage, I guess, of this particular documentary is they have access to all this footage. But yeah, like why? Why? Yeah, like there are times where it seems like they are interviewing Keith for this documentary that shows that Keith is a bad dude. Mm -hmm. And like, that's not really what it was, but that's kind of how it seemed. So I kind of wish they would have like said like what interviews were for and like why they had them and what they were intended for, I guess. Yeah. Agree. Um, Just a funny note that I have in my notes on the finale also is I said the finale half of the episode is of a fly laying on its back (laughs) (laughs) because there's a very long scene of a fly just like stuck on its back and it was very weird yeah like most of it I feel like didn't lean too much into like a weird like artistic waste of time but then there were things like that fly like why you gotta do that flies are having a moment flies are having a moment to be fair but that's no hero fly like the fly from the vp debate (laughs) (laughs) um the last note that i also have that jordan and i kind of were discussing earlier but they don't really focus on nancy at all who is like the woman behind keith and sometimes she's the face of the of Nexium, yeah. at least the self help part. So it's like you start out being like, "Wow, Nancy, she's a you big are ass bad, deal. and you're the like kind of the boss." Well, and it's like Keith wants plausible deniability about like the official sides of things, even uh-huh. though he's like basically like the god of the group, like he's the Charles Manson and blah blah blah. But like she is like a big wig, and then. There, like where does she tie into the like the vow part of it like mm-hmm. they they talk about her daughter but like they they folk yeah you get a lot of details about some people or even like the financing the financiers yeah that that, that like those two rich sisters mm-hmm. confused about them Are i don't know smirnoff is that what it is Something? yes no okay. seagrams seagrams yeah that's it yeah yeah so for how long this show is basically it is odd that we end the season without knowing every single detail yeah, like about, we like, still have person. questions about like things we are interested in yeah i know i know everything about sarah and nippy <laughs> just fine but we Which, we love nippy in this I'll house also say <laughs> For the focus of Sarah, uh, there is a lot of focus on Sarah and Nippy, but they kind of disappeared on the finale. Yeah, that's a good point. They, like, show them, like, uh, Skyping in at, like, watching it on Skype or something. But, like, that's it. Yeah. Which I thought was also very weird. It, it did totally become, like, the Mark and Bonnie show. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Just weird balancing. Yeah. Very, very strange. But overall, yeah. Like, I... It was just crazy enough that I didn't feel like too bored ever. Um I would I would give it like a B. Yeah. I still I think agree. it's worth watching if you have any interest in 
cult expose stuff. Definitely. Still very interesting. Yeah. Um, okay, well, there you have it. I guess, um, I don't know what I'm saying. Um, who would you say is your crush of the week? <laughs> well, luckily, I not only did I, f- I finish Schitt's Creek, but I also watched the... Luckily, because there's not that many options from the other things that we watched. <laughs> but um, did you I watch watched the documentary. I did watch the documentary. I watched Best Wishes, Warmest Regards on Netflix. Um, which, first of all, it was so good. Okay, and it I was need to watch it. It was good. And it's really short. And I think something that was just really hitting me in the soft spot was, like, yes, it talks about how they kind of had this, like, they suddenly got really popular, but it's before they won all their Emmys. And so it's like really fun seeing like all of them talk about how special it is. And like, they don't even know, you know, like mm-hmm. that was, it was really like sweet to watch it before they even swept the Emmys basically. But I am going to give my crush to Eugene Levy mm-hmm. because he's, he's the hottest 73 <laughs> year old person I know. <laughs> and, um, also, there's just this part where he is just, like, very easily very emotional. And there's this one part in particular where they're all watching this one scene being filmed. And he is just, like, crying. And it's really cute and sweet. Aww. And I just loved it. So, okay, yeah. My fire burns my fire burns for him this week. <laughs> <laughs> um, my crush of the week is pretty random. Um... But the other night, I decided to watch the Blackpink documentary on Netflix. Ooh. It's of the um, K-pop group Blackpink. Mm-hmm. And, um, I mean, I know that you know. I know that we both love musical documentaries. So, I highly recommend it. It was fascinating. Because I did not know that much about why k-pop as is as like pristine and like precise and amazing as it is and it's because they like train them for like five to ten years and they like live in dorms and they just like practice everything thousands of times and like that's why they're able to like their choreography is amazing their style everything so anyway it was very fascinating yeah, that makes me want to watch it so bad. I don't yeah. really know that much about K-pop at all. So well, it's a great, it's a great like uh, way to like kind of learn a little bit. Fun. Um. Anyway, so the entire band Blackpink is my crush of the week. I like fell in love with each of them. They were all so cute and really great, and they're like super honest and funny and talented. So yeah, fun. Wow. A fun music documentary to watch. That is an amazing recommendation. I cannot wait to watch that. Great. Can't wait for you to enjoy it. Um, well, happy Halloween to everyone. And I feel kind of like guilty that we weren't like, here's this one thing you have to watch for Halloween. It's so funny and spooky. <laughs> Well, it's not our fault that The Witches was 
lame. That's true. <laughs> I, I'm not going to take blame for that. <laughs> we tried. <laughs> we watched it. Uh, oh. oh, well. Thank you for listening and goodbye. Bye.